0: Yusuf. Welcome to our podcast uh, with Polyglot. Uh, Thank you for making time. Um, At the Polyglot Group we do a lot of recruitment and as a consultant I work with a lot of different talents and professionals and um, so I get a lot of different um, expectations to hear from their they want what they're looking for in a company and uh, very often they know it's not about salary it's not about you know what they're gonna do it's actually about the company culture they want a modern forward-thinking company where they take action where you know things happen and instead of being a reactive culture being a proactive culture so we've Heard you talk already a couple times about agility, about VistaPrint, and you wanted to, you know, share your your knowledge and experience with uh, our network and our, 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 our listeners. Um, so, can you tell me a little bit about your yourself, about VistaPrint, and about the organization?
1: Sure. So, thanks, Sophie, for having me. It's a pleasure of being here today. Um, um, a little bit about myself, so I'm, I'm Belgian Turkish, I live here in Barcelona and I work for Vistaprint. I've been with the company for about four years now and I lead a team that is called the Talent and Experience Insights team within Vistaprint. Um, it's actually one function that is part of the broader talent and experience transformation team which is basically the equivalent of, a, of an HR function in more traditional organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll explain a little bit more about what we do uh, later on, um, but more specifically about Vistaprint. Uh, Vistaprint is, uh, is a company that has been established by uh, a person named uh, Robert Keane for 23 years ago, mm-hmm. approximately, and uh, today we're over 7,000 employees over 12 countries, and here in Barcelona, specifically. We have about 240 employees uh, with more than 40 different nationalities.
0: So it's very big and very diverse.
1: Very diverse, very international for sure.
0: Wow, okay. So, so you're working in, in a team uh, which is called Talent and Experience Insight Team? Correct. It's a long title. Can you tell us a bit more about it?
1: Sure. So, um, you know, explaining a little bit more about uh, the Insights team, and it's the team that's been formed uh, a little bit over a year ago, actually, at Vistaprint. It is first and and foremost a a global team, um, just to be clear. So all of our roles within the talent and experience team are global. And what we specifically do within the Insights team is that we focus on the collection and the interpretation of workplace and behavioural trends, that are ultimately aimed at increasing uh, the overall employee experience um, at VistaPrint.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, what that ultimately means is, um, what we do is we basically observe and we analyze what people say. So, it, whether it's in surveys, whether it's in focus groups, in different um, in different basically uh, channels. But we also analyze them. We try to understand basically what people are ultimately doing or uh, are ultimately saying and what kind of feedback they're giving us, but also how they're behaving. One thing is what you say you would do, the other thing is what you ultimately do. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to make sure that we have a good uh, understanding of all of that. And we do that actually in collaboration with the rest of the talent and experience team. So we work with the talent acquisition teams, we work with um, with the product teams, so teams that are focused on on specific products um, that are transformational experiences, mm-hmm. like performance and feedback, for instance. The talent technology and the talent services team as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Um, can you give an example of a, of a project that you're doing right now, just to give a bit, get a bit more of an idea of what you're, you're doing?
1: Sure. But what we, um, you know, and, and to understand that, what, what, I, um, what I would like to do is take a step back and explain a little bit how we are organized. Um, the way we deliver our work in the employee insights team is that we have actually um, three different pillars that ultimately aim at increasing the overall employee experience. The first pillar is internal insights, and that is what we would uh, call, you know, everything that is the internal voice of the employee, is um, making sure that we analyze and generate insights internally within Vistaprint. Um, I'll give a specific example related to that in a bit. The second one is external research and insights. Uh, It's making sure that we understand, basically... What are, the, what are the, the, the best practices on the market? What are other companies doing? What are great places to work at doing in terms of uh, specific initiatives uh, around the employee experience? It's always making sure that we benchmark ourselves, that we understand what, what has already been done there out there so that we don't necessarily you know, just, um, just start from scratch. There are mm-hmm. other ideas that are already great. Maybe there are ideas that we can incorporate within yeah. Vistaprint. And then ultimately, the third pillar is experiential labs. Those are actually labs that we run on a small scale and uh, that we try to learn from um, so that we uh, can decide whether or not we want to scale it as a product and make it a transformational experience for our 7,000 employees across 12 (laughs) countries.
0: Right. So, so um, with the external research, I imagine you already mentioned that you're a very global team. Yeah. So, I imagine that you do your research all over the world. Do you see specific countries that are more forward and, and advanced in, in this field?
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, it really depends on the specific topic that you're looking up for, right? As uh, With an employee experience, there are definitely, uh, I would say, uh, countries that are more aspirational in mm-hmm. certain areas. I, uh, I have found personally... Um, You know, um, specifically in in the area of the employee experience, for instance, the US and North Mm -hmm. America or Anglo Saxon countries to be a a little bit ahead of the game compared to um, other European countries, for instance. This being said, it's more so the mindset that you bring than the country that you're from Mm -hmm. Um, so you could have a very innovative organization based in Madrid or in Berlin uh, regardless of obviously the country that you're from so Mm -hmm. what we try to look at is not just the studies by country but we also try to look at um, studies by industry but also aspirational organizations Mm -hmm. that uh, would have practices that would be considered very innovative Mm -hmm. Uh, one specific example of that are for instance organizations that have gone through agile transformations yeah. on a large scale yeah. there are a number of those and uh, and they're not necessarily all us-based spotify yeah. is a good example for instance mm-hmm. um, and some of them are us-based or have their roots in, in, in the u.s but are global companies like airbnb and i think a lot of those companies have influenced our thinking and the way that we have shaped our employee experience products.
0: Mm-hmm. okay yeah and and are there specific companies that you have a sort of partnership with, you work together with, or is it pure research and you just read white papers and...
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we do talk. We do talk, obviously. (laughs) Because... and you know, part of the of that external insights and research is uh, making sure that you actually ultimately talk to the other companies and mm-hmm. that you exchange ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, there are different, I would say, levers for, 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 for us to do that. What we tend to do is we try to research first things um, more on, you know, based on uh, materials that are available, things yeah. that companies have been publishing, you know, uh, conference uh, materials, all of mm-hmm. those things, yeah. and we try to go there first before actually engaging into conversations with companies. But it happens though that you know because we're actively um, engaged on the market mm-hmm. and that we yeah. attend conferences ourselves, yeah. we also companies that need to develop ourselves as well. Um, we happen to exchange very regularly with other companies on specific topics. Yeah. Um, you know, one specific example of that was uh, an internal insights. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that we're doing at VistaPrint is, for instance, we're measuring um, the um, the employee net promoter score. Um, the employee net promoter score, or the EMPS, is something that um, some companies have started uh, measuring. Um, I would say two three years ago, and has, is becoming much more of a trending topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and how all of this has come up is um, a year and a half ago, more or less, at Vistaprint, we, the question emerged, like, how do you know that what you're doing, the work you're delivering within the talent and experience team, is ultimately positively impacting the overall, overall employee experience? And, and what we did is, we did some benchmarks, we, uh, we did the external research piece, and we talked to other companies. We tried to understand well, what do you guys do? What are the different things that you basically, you know, um, um, how do you measure that? So is it qualitative only? Is it quantitative? Is it a combination of both? And yeah. it turned out to be a combination of both, but they definitely had that quantitative piece. Yeah. Because you do want to rely, right, on yeah, something.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And ultimately, it has helped us in, uh, in, in in shaping the way we wanted to think about uh, how we want to measure the success mm-hmm. of our talent yeah. and experience transformation. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have introduced that metric for uh, uh, over a year ago now, and we're measuring it on a quarterly basis for all of our team members, so mm-hmm. the 7,000 team members across the globe, on a quarterly basis. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a, a one-question survey, basically. It's the likelihood of you recommending Vistaprint as a great place to work to a friend and uh, and depending on your answer it's there is a specific formula that Mm -hmm. is um, uh, that is well known on the net promoter score uh, that would give you an idea about basically uh, how your company is uh, performing from an employee Mm -hmm. experience perspective versus other organizations
0: Okay, okay. so this is a very specific example of uh, uh, one of the things that you've been working on. Um, imagine a, a, a company in the market that is not that advanced yet, they're very in the, the early phase of turning into or becoming an agile organization. What will be the number one tip you can give them?
1: Oh, there are actually definitely a few. Well, you know, and, and that's, you know, to be realistic, I would say, well, Vistaprint has also been on a transformational journey for, I would say, five, six years mm-hmm. now, more or less. Yep. And um, and initially, we, all, we also had the same question, like, where okay. do you start? Yeah. Where do you start? There are so many things out there, and you do want to start somewhere. I would say, if there is one tip that I could give is, um, what I was talking about is on the external insights, is get an external perspective. I would really recommend, you know, if you... Um, if uh, if you work if you're the head of HR head of people or um, if you're in a in a leadership position in a and a people uh, mm-hmm. in any people department or even if you're not, is trying to make sure that you always look outside and understand and learn from other organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, what we did at Visiprint, we actually started. We went back then. We started visiting other companies, and we mm-hmm. visited a few of those. Um, We wanted to learn actually how they were shaping their employee experience but also understanding how they were creating the culture at Mm -hmm. their company and and don't get me wrong we didn't go into those visits by saying we absolutely need to do the same thing Mm -hmm. that what they're doing because i think each company has its own culture so ultimately You need to define what works well for you and what doesn't work for you. Mm -hmm. But it gives you an idea about how companies think about their culture and how they live their culture. And we visited a mix of both innovative companies um, that are in our industry, but also in different industries, but also more traditional organizations, just Mm -hmm. to get an idea about how they were shaping their culture. And and I would say you know visiting companies is one thing. Go there with your leadership teams, but you can also talk directly to them. Mm-hmm. You reach out on LinkedIn, follow, and get educated. Try to yeah. read more about the topic.
0: Yeah. So this is a very uh, uh, a leadership-oriented task. Uh, you guys have been at it for quite some time. But how do you how do the employees experience that? Normally, people are quite averse to change. I imagine that after a couple of years, this becomes easier yeah
1: <laughs> yeah I think it's also a cultural change right <laughs> as on how you react to and how you respond to to change yeah. um, there is, there is definitely a few things that we are doing at VistaPrint to, uh, to basically, you know, allow uh, the adoption of our initiatives mm-hmm. um, or the faster buy-in of our initiatives and the things that we're rolling out. I will specifically dive into two examples of what we are doing. The first one is related to how we got our feedback. Um, you know, in, an, in, an, in a very much of an agile organization or in an agile fashion, the way we work is that we would, um, we would continuously ask for for feedback so that we can learn and adapt and ultimately shape what is the right product for our team members. Um, we, and the second example is around co-creating solutions. We never create solutions from the talent and experience team without involving our team members. We mm-hmm. continuously work with them and we make sure that they're not just providing input, but that they're really designing mm-hmm. and together with us and that they're rolling out and helping us drive that change. So let me give the a specific, you know, dive into, into, into the first example. Um, at Vistaprint, we definitely introduce change for increments of work versus introducing a big change at once. This actually helps us in, uh, in getting continuous and early feedback uh, from, from our internal team members. And, and, and we learn and adapt because there's always feedback that you can incorporate in, in what mm. you do. And to me, these feedback loops are tremendously helpful in ultimately shaping the right uh, employee experience. For instance, I talked earlier about the uh, employee net promoter score, mm-hmm. which is a one question survey. The way we did that, once we did all the benchmark, is we actually showed that question, along with other types and versions of those questions, of the same question, Mm -hmm. but in different formats to a group of team members. And uh, we actually collected feedback for more than 40 team members, Mm -hmm. for 0 from across Vistaprint, across different locations, and across different levels of tenure and seniority. Mm -hmm. And we actually asked them their feedback on those questions. Mm -hmm. And uh, we explained them the context, we explained them what we have done so far, and we asked them for feedback by projecting those questions. And we facilitated that conversation. And initially, where we landed is that we decided to pilot two questions, not one. Um, And we decided to actually have the likelihood of recommending Vistaprint as a great place to work, but Mm -hmm. also how satisfied you are of Vistaprint as an employer. That question is called the employee satisfaction score. It's Mm -hmm. the ESAT. It's also a metric that other companies are measuring. Mm -hmm. And we initially had both of them. And so we wanted to see first, we thought you know, um, there might be differences in the results. Um, You know, you might actually recommend your company to work at, to friends, but uh, not be satisfied of your employer Mm -hmm. and the other way around. So what we did is we started analyzing those results and after three quarters, what we saw is we saw a very a very narrow correlation between Mm -hmm. both scores. Basically, ESAT was scoring just a little bit lower, Mm -hmm. but we saw a consistent reply. So we said, what is the added value of having that question? We did test it out, and we gathered that in feedback, Mm -hmm. and we made sure that we actually incorporated incorporated it. Um, But here, the point that I'm getting at is when you when you have a hypothesis and you have a thinking, you may not know the answer without validating it, without testing it and without mm-hmm. having concrete data to back up actually your assumptions. Yeah. And we thought that during the focus groups and um, during the different conversations with our team members, it was a valid point. Some mm-hmm. people were saying, I would not answer this, these two questions in the same way. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, at an aggregated level, they do. So uh, we decided to, um, to roll that out. But that is one specific example of how we're doing it.
0: Yeah, no, I like it. It also reminds me a little bit about the uh, Dutch boulder model. Mm-hmm. You know, you sit down with each other. <laughs> everybody gives their input, and you and together you make a decision. There is yeah. no, there's not one person who you know decides everything. Yeah. And uh, um, but this is, I mean, this is something very difficult in in a big organization. Um, how how do you start organizing that? Because I mean, asking forty people. Uh, About one question, I imagine, you know, you have a million of questions uh, in your team.
1: Definitely. So you definitely need to, you know, prioritize uh, the things that you want to focus on Mm -hmm. and the prioritization is also key. there is also something called survey fatigue and you know focus yeah. group fatigue. <laughs> so you don't want to involve the same person every week in the same conversation about asking for <laughs> feedback. Um, I think there is a balance that you need to have between asking for feedback and yeah. also executing and making sure that you show some of the results that you actually were you know mm-hmm. discussing with the team members and involving them into yeah. those conversations and making sure that they see that they still have a say. Yeah. Um, and it's balancing uh, that approach. Mm-hmm. Also, we are very uh, mindful about the fact that you know we don't constantly n- and um, invite always the same people yeah. to the same focus groups. You want to have a good representation. Some people also, um, you know, would would say because they're completely voluntary, so people can actually say that they don't have the time to commit to that. It's also okay. Mm-hmm. So for us to have forty people showing up, mm-hmm. we also know that we need to actually invite more people. Yeah. Um, so we're very thoughtful about it and we also are very clear about the time expectation and what's the goal of the meeting okay. and making sure that people come prepared and that they know it's 45 minutes but once mm-hmm. it's done it's done yeah. and you know what Sophie it's very surprising that people love giving feedback they love and love giving feedback so they're not worried about uh-huh. actually getting the opportunity they like doing okay, it <laughs>
0: right. yeah, and you have 7,000 people worldwide to ask no
1: <laughs> we have a lot of people to ask that's true <laughs>
0: All right. Um, so you've been working in uh, in recruitment and HR for quite some time. You started as a recruiter. Right now, you you're leading a, a big department. Um, can you tell me uh, about any any big revelation you had about you know working in HR uh, or about you know HR in, in organizations?
1: Yeah, I, w- I would say, you know, uh, to me personally, like, uh, or if I look at, uh, at my last years in the career, I think the pivoting moment um, uh, in my career has been definitely at Vistaprint and probably the peak of my career mm-hmm. as well. I really enjoy being here. And I think part of that has been just the way we have shifted our thinking and how we think about delivering value to our team members, but also ultimately to our end customers. And I think, Talking about the end customer has been a big thing actually at Vistaprint here as well. Um, the moment that I think I realized that, that was you know one of those aha moments that you 're mm-hmm. talking about is um, um, a few years ago at Vistaprint, I was in uh, in Raleigh, in North Carolina in the United States uh, for about a week. And mm-hmm. um, what we did is there was a Vistaprint uh, initiative is, uh, you know, Vistaprint um, has basically hired an RV, a bus with, um, with a number of uh, Vistaprint products. And what we were mm-hmm. doing is we were going from Boston to Texas and from Texas back to Boston. And each week the bus was stopping in different uh, cities. And the city that... I happened to be there at was in Raleigh, North Carolina, mm-hmm. and we were a cross-functional team of uh, I would say seven to ten people more mm-hmm. or less. And what we did is during one week we attended existing uh, VistaPrint um, uh, customers, small business owners, and uh, freelancers, as well as uh, potential customers, people yeah. who were living in the area and they were seeing you know the RV, mm-hmm. and basically they were showing up. And what um, I realized one day I said. Um, Oh, it's first, it was a very stressful experience at the beginning because I work in talent and experience and, um, and I don't necessarily have the customer knowledge uh, yeah. to be able to talk to the customer. You do get a crash course, but you're like, I don't use the website yeah. at all. I don't know how to design the business cards. And I still remember very well uh, during one uh, day, my first customer actually... Uh, was a, a gentleman that was uh, that was owning uh, an, a non-government organization and uh, was basically helping, uh, you know, getting water in, uh, to children in Kenya. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we actually, and he came in and he showed his business card, he said, my logo changed, can you actually help me, you know, um, modify my business card so yeah. that it reflects the right logo? And I said, sure, I can help you. And then we started talking. I said, where are you from? He said, from Kenya, but I live here. I do lots, back, lots of back and forth. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, and I started looking at his website. And I thought it was very flashy, mm-hmm. very not really representing what he was actually telling me. And, okay. and so we started designing his website. We redesigned his business cards. And before I realized, we spent together six hours. Oh. And I hadn't had lunch on that day. I didn't even realize, I wasn't even hungry, honestly.
0: You were so engaged.
1: I was so engaged and I thought, um, you know, it was it an was ha- aha moment. He actually hugged me at the end. We <laughs> even the, made a picture of it, uh, yeah. which I still remember. And it was an amazing experience. And I remember after that week, I said, i 've never worked actually in a true customer facing you yeah. know uh, department apart from when I was working in consulting mm-hmm. and and providing talent services um, to to other clients and customers. but here it was it felt so real, so genuine that when I came back, I said, this is an absolute must do We need to be closer to the customer, regardless yeah. whether you are in people, you are in talent or in In accounting or in legal Mm -hmm. and you may wonder like what is the ultimately the added value that you can bring to the customer but there is a lot there is a lot and trust me you're gonna get a lot out of it as well
0: Mm -hmm. yeah so so to keep in mind uh, the ultimate objective is to to make the customer happy through everything you do in the organization
1: absolutely yeah
0: okay Okay, cool. Well, thank you very much for your time. It was a really, it was a pleasure to talk to you, and I hope we'll stay in touch. And um, please listen also to our next podcast.
1: Absolutely, I will. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate right. it. Okay. Bye, Joseph. Bye. Awesome. Great
0: job. Just check.